AskAdesignerAnything.com Hello, I'm Craig and welcome to Ask a Designer Anything, episode 53. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm really excited today for two reasons. So the first reason is I've got a new microphone, which is not the microphone I'm using right now. I'm still using my uh, Audio-Technica AT2020 microphone at the minute, but I've just bought a Rode Procaster after doing much, much too much research (laughs) about uh, microphones and which one's the best. The reason I've gone for a dynamic microphone at the minute, the AT2020 is what's called a condenser microphone. I've gone for a dynamic microphone because you may be able to hear, or you may not, depending on how well of a production job I do on this episode, um, you can hear the traffic usually on my episodes. And that's because I record right next to a window because it's the only place I can record in my house. So I've decided to buy a dynamic microphone to try and cut some of that traffic noise out and the other background noise as well, all that other stuff. Yesterday, the other reason I'm excited is yesterday I recorded the interview that I'm going to be sharing with you very, very soon. I know I keep going on about it, but I'm really excited about it. It went really well. Um, We talked about all kinds of topics to do with design and marketing. There's some absolute gold in there. I really don't mind saying that myself. Most of the gold didn't come from me. Most of the gold came from my my co- Well, I was going to call him co-host then. I guess he is a co-host because I didn't want to set it up as an interview. I didn't want to just be me asking him tons of questions. I wanted it where we both equally answered the questions. So I think you'll really like the format. So it's more of a conversation podcast rather than an interview. And there's some absolute gold in there that I'm going to be releasing really, really soon. And I'd really love to know your feedback on it once it goes out. Over the next couple of days, I'm going to be able to tell you exactly when it's going out, where to find it and what days. And I think you're going to love it. Today, though, we're not doing an interview podcast or a conversation podcast. We're talking about five things to think about before setting up your e-commerce store. So before you rush out there and sign up for a Squarespace or a Shopify account, what do you need to know before you set up your e-commerce store? So let's get started. We're going to start at an unusual place today. We're going to talk about payment gateways. So if you're not familiar with what a payment gateway is, that's something like PayPal or something like um, SagePay. You might have heard of one or two of those. And a payment gateway is absolutely essential to your e-commerce store, but it's something that a lot of people don't think about before they set their e-commerce store up. And it can lead it to being the last thing you think about uh, and you don't get the best thing. You don't get the best payment gateway for the job. So with payment gateways, you need to find one that's going to best suit you. If you're just starting out and you don't want to spend much money, PayPal is usually the best one because it's so easy to set up. Um, but the rates, so the, the amount of money that you pay to PayPal to for the privilege of using their service is one of the higher ones. So that's why PayPal is not the best one to think about if you've got time to think about the other ones. SagePay, which is primarily primarily a British product, is better because it's got lower rates. So you pay a 20, I think it's £20 a month. You pay £20 a month for the use of SagePay, but each transaction only costs 20 pence. So it only costs 20 pence per transaction. Whereas with PayPal, you pay typically 25 to 3%, I think it is. Please don't quote me exactly on those figures. Go over to PayPal's website and check the figures out. Um, they charge a percentage. So if you're selling quite a high ticket item, so if you're selling, uh, you won't be selling cars on the internet, obviously, but if you're selling something that costs a couple of hundred pounds, not a car, but if you think about a car, it could cost 
tens of thousands or £5,000, if something costs £5,000 on that transaction, 2% is a lot. But on that transaction with SagePay, it's still only 20 pence. So if you've got to consider the cost of your product as to which payment gateway you pick. The other one that I really like, and the one that I try and push most clients to go for, is one called Stripe. It's more of a developer-friendly payment gateway. The costs aren't that different to PayPal, but if you've got the time to set up Stripe, there's a couple more hoops you've got to jump through. They're not major hoops, but just a couple more. Um, If you've got the time to set up Stripe, I think it's a much better service. It's much more um, professional. They they care much more about your money. Um, PayPal has been around for a long time, but it often it often gets berated for pe- for PayPal holding onto your money for too long. Um, Stripe don't tend to do that, so Stripe is the better one if you've got the time to think about payment gateways. There is plenty of other payment gateways out there, but I'm not going to talk about them in this episode. Um, I just suggest Stripe if it's appropriate for you. If you've got the time to think about it as well, you need to think about what system you're going to use. Basically, what your website is going to be built upon. If it's a really, really, really simple um, e-commerce website, you're only selling a couple of products, you might be able to get away with just PayPal buttons. But the problem with PayPal buttons is you're, you're wedded to PayPal then. You're stuck with using PayPal as a payment gateway. And as I just mentioned, I think you should use Stripe rather than using PayPal. So the other ones you can think about is Shopify for a start. It's hugely successful. It's really easy to set up. The only thing I don't like about Shopify is that from a developer standpoint, when you get a professional developer in using Shopify, it can be a bit of a nightmare using it. And also, I think the costs to use Shopify are a little bit expensive for what they provide. Um, But I do think Shopify is one to consider because it's really easy to set up. The other one to think about is WooCommerce, which is basically you set up WordPress. WooCommerce is a plugin for WordPress. I think that combination is brilliant. It's one that we always suggest to our clients if it's appropriate for them. If you're just starting out, WooCommerce and and WordPress is the most flexible way to start out. You can do anything you want with it and you get a lot of features for a lot, for not much money because if you're just setting it up yourself, it's all free. The basic of WooCommerce and and WordPress is obviously free. So it's all free. So you get a lot of bang for your buck which I really like about WooCommerce. The final one I'm going to mention is Squarespace. They've got a dedicated um, e-commerce platform inside Squarespace. Now, I really love Squarespace. It's so easy to use. It's a little bit like Shopify, but even easier to use. It's really easy to use. The templates that come out of the box are really nice looking. I mean, they're really nice looking. They look like professional websites straight away. Um, It's dead easy to use, which I really love, as I said. It looks great. The costs of it aren't too prohibitive. Um, the costs are a little bit less than Shopify. Uh, I think the, the packages start from around $14 a month, which is super cheap. Um, and it just looks great and works great. So out of those those three, I'd always suggest WooCommerce first, if you've got the technical ability to set it up. Secondly, I'd suggest Squarespace because I just like the interface. And then finally, I'd suggest Shopify out of those three. This might sound like a silly thing to say, but you need to also decide upfront what you're going to sell. I know that might sound stupid, but you need to decide exactly the products that you're going to sell. So are you going to sell the entire of your stock collection? If you've got an offline store and you're going online, 
are you going to sell everything? You need to think about that. Once you decide everything that you're going to sell, what you're going to launch your website with, you need to make all the information for that. So you need to decide the pricing. You need to decide what the title of the product is going to be, what the description is going to be, what sizes you're going to sell the products in. Any other upsells or related products, it's better to think about all that kind of stuff first than think about it at the very last minute. We found ourselves building e-commerce websites for quite a lot of people. And sometimes the products is left last and it just delays the entire project. Sometimes it can mean we've got to rewrite functionality for the website because a product has not been thinking about upfront enough. So make sure you think about your products first and then start to think about what systems and what payment gateways you're going to use. On the products front, you also need to think about shipping. You need to think about the cost of shipping. This is something that is always left to the last minute. And to be honest, it can be one of the most confusing and one of the most complex things to set up with e-commerce. If you leave thinking about shipping while last, it can just complicate and slow things down so much. So start to think about shipping. There's loads of different ways you can do shipping with e-commerce. You can do it per product. So if somebody comes to your website, only buys one product, they can just go on there and get charged per product. If they then come on there and buy the same product twice, they get charged the same shipping twice. This is one of the simplest ways of setting up shipping. The other way is to set shipping on um, an entire basket of products. So shipping is applied to the basket rather than per product. There's another simple way to set it up. Some people also set the uh, shipping up on weight of the product. So if your shipping costs per weight rather than per product, you need to consider that. But there's tons of ways you can do shipping is what I'm getting at. And there's tons of things you need to think about. The biggest thing you need to think about for shipping is, is two things. You need to think about the cost to the customer. Is it reasonable for the person to be paying that? And secondly, you need to make sure that you're not losing out on your shipping costs. So if somebody does potentially order 200 products from your website, are you losing out on the shipping cost? You need to make sure you think about that stuff up front first. Finally, are you going to make the website yourself? Obviously, I'm going to recommend not making the website yourself. You can get away with making the website yourself with something like Shopify and something like Squarespace. So if you're going to make the website yourself, it's going to dictate what system you use. I think WooCommerce is more technical, and if you're not a technical person, don't use WooCommerce. Uh, if you are thinking of getting a developer to help you with it, I would always recommend WordPress and WooCommerce because there's much more flexibility with it. So whether you're going to make it yourself to save some money or whether you're going to hire a company is going to change what system you're going to use, potentially what payment gateway you're going to use as well, and potentially even the shipping forms. So you need to think about who's going to make the website and whether you're going to make it yourself or use a developer. Thanks so much for listening. This was episode 53. You can find the show notes at askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP53. If you want even more marketing tips, you can go over to my website, scroll down to the bottom and sign up to my email newsletter. It's got completely exclusive content that I deliver every Sunday evening. I think it's great and I think you'll find it useful as well. I usually start share a story, some books that I found during the week, maybe some videos and some links. It's great and I think you'll find it useful. I'm here every single day, as you've probably noticed, answering questions just like this one. So I'm talking about design and marketing and mindset, uh, business, technology, whatever I can do to use loosely connect to design and marketing I talk about. 
if you go over to my website at askadesigneranything.com, you can also suggest a topic or a question to me. So if you've got something you want an answer to, go over to my website and ask the question, and I'll answer it on a future episode. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Craig Burgess, all one word. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you subscribe using iTunes, I'd really appreciate if you could go drop me a review. That's the only thing I really ask of this episode, of this uh, podcast. So I know the process is a bit complicated, but I'd really appreciate it. And thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Ask a Designer Anything.